This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. NBA fans and welcome to the Fast Break Podcast here on the MVP Network or Most Valuable Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer and for the first time ever in Fast Break Podcast history, you could say, I'm joined with, and hopefully this won't be the last time, I'm joined by Dave Oster. Hey there. And Dave came by and said, hey, I want to come back. I like doing the onside kick, Ricky. Let's do an NBA podcast. And I said, okay, Dave. So Dave, back in the studio, this is what, th- two weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row for you? It's a couple. That's that's It's a lot. It's Let's more, be honest. It's not quite as many as you missed coming up Yeah, to so I, I took a long vacation. <laughs> you know, that's okay, though. Not a paid vacation, though. Let's get that God, straight. God, I wish. Not a paid vacation. But we're going to talk about some NBA. What a perfect time. Because we got free agents signing left and right, it seems. And the first one we're going to talk about, the big one, the big splash, the big daddy of all the free agents, LaMarcus Aldridge. Going to the Spurs. Max deal, four years, $80 million. And the way he said he's coming to the Spurs, he tweeted out, I'm happy to say I'm going home to Texas and will be a Spur. I'm excited to join the team and be close to my family and friends. Called it. That's, that's what I kept telling you. It was all about being close to his family in Texas, and that gives him a really, really good opportunity to win there. They have a strong core right now, and you know what? All he's got to do is make that push to get Ginobili back. And uh, you're right back at it. Well, and he, the thing I think about is, did I? I kind of wanted to see him go to the Lakers because, I mean, I like the Lakers a little bit, but I think that's mostly because I'm friends with you. Yeah, probably. And your Lakerism off rubs off on me. But the first thing I thought of when it's like Lamarcus Aldridge going to San Antonio, I go, "Yep, hmm." Tim Duncan last time he had another solid big to play by him was when he had the Admiral yep. during his rookie season. How'd that work out for him? Pretty well. Pretty he, well. He may get his sixth NBA championship now. And he's got the, uh, I mean, you have the Twin Towers down there basically now in Duncan and Aldridge. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Kawhi's out there. He's a top 10 player in the NBA these days. So you have a very strong uh, group, I guess, of bigs. But what you need to be concerned about is that age. You know, I know Pop's smart, though. He's not going to play everybody every game. He'll be sure to give everybody their fair share of rest. It's just a question of, you know, are they going to get Ginobili back? Does Tony Parker have another all-star season in him? It's it's a little concerning. So you want to watch that guard position uh, to see where this team really goes. Do you think Do you think Mano uh, resigns? I think he'll come back for one. You think he will? Like, and I think I, it's a one and done, yeah. I kind of feel like before all this happened, Tim Duncan was like, yeah, you know what, I'll come back for one more season, or I'll come back... For next season, and I'm thinking, does he know something that we don't? Because if I was Dungan, I would wait until this Lamarcus Aldridge deal was just finalized, done, and then say, okay, fine, I'm coming back. Yeah, because the only way I'm coming back is if we have a really good shot to win the title. Because let's be honest, this last year, yep. it wasn't. Yes, the Spurs were the defending NBA champions, but it wasn't the same. But the focus wasn't on them. Yeah. It was all on LeBron going home to Cleveland and. They're kind of, I, I'm going to say, title hangover season that we usually talk about with teams wasn't really under the spotlight because you had LeBron in Cleveland, LeBron in and Cleveland, you had, the Golden State Warriors Golden come State out with of the nowhere. best record, you know, setting setting and breaking records actually last year. And I mean, you the one thing you said does Tony Parker have 
another MVP all-star season left in him. Last season, played 68 games, about 28.7 minutes per game, averaged 14 points, dished it about five times per game, and grabbed in two rebounds. Right. He played a much smaller role, but his impact on the team is very high. He keeps that offense moving. He keeps things spread out, and the ball never sits still when he's in. I mean, his floor vision, his court vision is phenomenal. And that's something that you can't like one of the best point guards within his during his playing time. One of the best point guards to ever play the game. But, you know, that tally number, though, it's at minutes per game. Mm -hmm. Quite low for a uh, someone, I guess, with his style of impact. And that's the one. The other side of it is how often are we going to see LaMarcus and Timmy D out there at the same time? Or is Popovich sometimes going to go with? Hey, you know what? We'll give Timmy some rest because he's older. Put LaMarcus in. and Okay, LaMarcus needs some rest now. Pull him out. Put Timmy in. And then maybe late in the game if they really need a boost. Okay, put them both in. This is just us going all in. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think he can sit Duncan. I mean, I know he's a great guy and all, but he can't sit Duncan. They well, you got to give him rest. That's what I'm no, saying. No, I'm not arguing with rest, but yeah. I think they're going to play a big roster. Or, yeah, Just absolutely. the big man roster. I, I think that that is going to be the answer until proven otherwise. It depends on how their depth fills in on that bench, but I think you roll big and you just dominate the down low. I mean, you got Tim Duncan, who is the big fundamental. He plays back to the basket better than anybody in the NBA still, probably. Uh, and then LaMarcus, who his knock is, you know, he's not the best at that kind of style, but he's got phenomenal handle. He's got that turnaround shot. He's great from like four to 14 feet. And you know what? Them together, you have everything covered down low. Everything covered. Well, and LaMarcus, you say that he's now coming into like a championship team. Absolutely. That's the one thing in Portland. It's like, I always thought, okay, Aldridge, who originally drafted by our Chicago Bulls. Yeah, don't, traded, don't need a reminder about that. Traded away to uh, the Trailblazers. I thought, okay, yeah, they, got, so worth. they got LaMarcus A., they got Darren or uh, Damian Lillard. I almost called him Jeremy yep. Lillard. Damian Lillard. Absolutely. And I'm like, cool. They've got the pieces. It seemed like maybe a year or two ago with like Wesley Matthews. And it was the year that Lillard hit that amazing buzzer beater shot yeah. against the Rockets to clinch a series. And I'm like, okay. I f- thought at that point, this team is going to be where the Warriors are now. And the Warriors just fire their head coach. Mark Jackson, just a good season, kicked out of town. Steve Kerr comes in, boom, Warriors win the finals. But he utilized the players in a different way. If you look at the numbers that they put up, the offense ran differently. They mm-hmm. David Lee was no longer played as much because, guess what? He can't play defense. So it was Steve Kerr coming and going, well, you know what? Draymond Green is a physical athlete who is surpasses David Lee in a lot of areas, scoring not one of them. But in every other area, he gives us a bump. So let's put him in there. Let's see how our roster runs with that. Worked very, very well for him. He went from being like, uh, you know, eight minutes a game player. I want to say it was sub 10 minutes a game uh, prior to this season. And he really stepped it up huge. So I think a head coach can change around a team a lot. And the other thing is offensive style, defensive style. You go to the triangle, you go to the pick and roll. Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge in the pick and roll. Not a bad combo. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a big question here. I mean, I know San Antonio does their thing with big men. They got them covered. They're 
the, the master with well, uh, Tim Duncan. But Popovich still. just knows how to, like you said, he knows how to use his players. And I, yeah, when you make Tiago Splitter look pretty good out well, there, it's kind of impressive. He's one guy that they had to shit. Like you talk about the bench players. Yeah, yeah, they bring back Danny Green. Yeah, I took however, the a guy like Tiago Splitter, you got shipped out of town just so we could bring back a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, absolutely worth it. You know what? And it's it's those guys who have been with it. They've gone through, played for the championships. You feel a little bad about it, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's a business. The business is winning rings. LaMarcus gives you the best chance to do that. And before we get to the next guy, we, we got to get to the other big guy, DeAndre Jordan. One thing I just saw on ESPN mm-hmm. is Kim Hughes, assistant coach with the Trailblazers, got fired. Because apparently on June 27th, he told an Indiana television station, yeah, LaMarcus ain't coming back. Ooh. He's not going to be returning. So yeah, well, Blazers not- fired him for it. I mean, that's fair. Now you that keep LaMarcus left. You got to keep your mouth shut. I, I think there's a little secrecy to the uh, back room in the NBA. But think about this. That Portland tree, that Portland team, they now have one remaining starter from last year. Well, you almost—it sounded like you were going to say that Portland dream because right now it no. seems like a dream, it, it's a, a dream that got shattered. Now that Lamarcus, they a have goes, one starter from their last year, Lillard. Yeah, yeah. Everybody else is gone. Do, we, do you rebuild around Lillard now? Is that the plan? You or have that's to. always been the plan. That, but, yeah, I say they've just been doing a poor fucking job of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, as a team, look at the way Golden State built up. Look at what even—I mean, I'm an LA fanboy, but look what they've done. Look at the Bulls. See mm-hmm. the pieces they've pulled in over well, time. Okay, the Bulls and the Lakers, though, have been different scenarios because with the Bulls, Derrick Rose has been injured the past few years. With the Lakers, Kobe's on the way out, so you're in that transition period. Right. Lillard's in his prime. But they're pulling pieces in. They're drafting the yeah. correct way. Golden State, same thing. It was, well, you know, they got Thompson. They got Curry. They got Barnes. It just keeps going. They got green. I mean, it just goes deeper and deeper, and it's smart moves and good management. And I'm sorry, Portland, but it doesn't seem like you have either of those. You well, just you just slap together a roster, and it it makes very little sense. And I'm very interested to watch it turn out and see what happens. But you know what? It's it's going to be a rough year. Well, and this you talk about just pieces they've drafted. Yep. The only new player coming in is Pat Connaughton. From Notre Dame. Yeah. Because they drafted Rondé Hollis Jefferson, but shipped him off. Yep. Traded him away. Said, nope, we don't need him. Never need to show up. So they had two picks. They only get one. So we're going to see what happens in Portland. But, hey, another Texas team getting a huge free agent is DeAndre Jordan says, yeah, you know what? It was nice playing for Doc Rivers and the L.A. Clippers. I'm going to take my talents uh, to the uh, Lone Star State. Just like LaMarcus A. Chandler Parsons, MVP of that team. Best recruiter <laughs> ever of big men. Like, can we say that? I'm pretty sure we can. I'm a little actually concerned about this. His numbers were very inflated playing on the Clippers. Playing on uh, uh what's I can't think of the nickname. Uh Alley-oop City is no. it the Clippers? No. You're gonna you're gonna tell me because you know it. I, it's it's blanking me, Dave. Tell me. Tell me. Chris Paul to uh Blake Griffin. I I I'm even blanking on it. The name is just not familiar. It's not showtime. No. It's um uh, oh, it's you know it's not important because Rip City <laughs> is Portland. This is really killing me right now. I know, but I, know. I mean he played Lob with Blake, City. Lob City. He Lob played City. with Blake Griffin. You played with one of the best passing point guards say, in the league. That's the problem. And you come to a Mavericks team. Yes, you've got Dirk. Yes, you've got Chandler Parsons. 
But this is a team that besides Chandler, what other good Rondo's gone? JJ yeah. Barea. Rondo wasn't doing him a favor Mont- at that point. But Mont- Mont- Ellis gone. is even gone. He opted out, said, I'm going, yep. getting the hell out of here. So, I mean, this is going to There's a serious concern in play style well, because DeAndre Jordan got a lot of his numbers came from when he was solo with no Blake Griffin in that backcourt. Mm-hmm. So, you've got one big target down low now. Offense was run through him and Chris Paul only. You had two options on that team, and it worked for him pretty well. But think about it this way. Now that he's got to share the ball with Dirk and Chandler and whoever else is going to fill out that roster, it's going to be different. And he's also not going to be playing the same pick-and-roll ball that pads his stats. He's not going to be just sitting under the net, putting up 20 and 10, 20 and 15. I don't, I don't see that coming. You know what team should be really worried right now? Hmm. The Houston Rockets. Because last year, I know Timmy, Timmy D, Tim Duncan, kind of played a little center for the Spurs, but yeah. to me, he's not that just, he's not a guy that can shut down Absolutely. Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard could kind of do his thing. The only guys they had to worry about, Marcus Gasol with the Memphis Grizzlies and Anthony Davis with the Pelicans. Yeah. Now, just looking straight down the Southwest Division, you have Dwight Howard, he's in Houston, Marcus Gasol's in Memphis, LaMarcus A, and if you want to throw Timmy D, yep. he's in there in San Antonio. You've got Deion Jordan or DeAndre Jordan in Dallas and Anthony Davis with his new extension in New Orleans or Narlins. That's a lot of bigs. That's uh, scary. Is that the big time? Like we talk about point guards ruling the Western Conference, but the Southwest, they like to do a big in Texas. Absolutely correct. Uh, the, the concern there is the weakness with each of those bigs. I mean, like you said, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Hack of Dwight works really well. Yep. We all know that Tim Duncan is the age, and, you know, can he be a true center still? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he'll lay out for some time. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, there's definitely concerns about his offensive output in their system with the lack of a top, top, top-tier point guard. With Anth- so that leaves Anthony Davis. Well, the thing I was going to say about Anthony Davis is a guy like Steph Curry, because I kind of relate them age-wise or kind of like in the career-wise. Okay. They're near the same point where... For Steph Curry, it's easy or for him to ascend to the level that he did this year, MVP, NBA champion, because he's a guard. Yep. He can kind of control the offense all throughout himself. Absolutely correct. As a big, you gotta be like, give me the ball, give me yep. the ball, and then get it down low. Yeah, Anthony Davis made tons of great shots this year, helped that team almost make the playoffs. However, eh, or they did make the playoffs, they were the eighth seed. However, as a big man, it's kind of harder to ascend to that like MB like MVP champion. Oh, you're absolutely differently correct. than like Steph Curry as a guard. You're absolutely correct, and I think that's uh, side note why I think the Lakers, you know, didn't go with a big in the draft. Why they went D'Angelo Russell? Absolutely, and why they're trying to trade for a big right now with, with Hibbert. Roy Hibbert. Yep, but no, I think I think Anthony Davis is special. Because he is... An not athlete. just from because he's from Chicago. No, no, but he is a freak of nature. Uh, he's not quite LeBron James, but he has that ability where he can guard one through five, every single one of them, without any concerns. I would be okay with that. Like, there's like three guys in the league. Okay, you don't want him on like... Yeah, three guys. That's it. Three guards. We're just too quick for him. But beyond that, you're good. And I honestly think his points have gone up every year. His defense has been locked down, blocks like crazy. There is very little flaw in his game. And you know what? He keeps working to fix that. So 
honestly, I see that team continuing to ascend. It's just up to management not to fuck it up, which they're doing a very good job of trying to. So I don't know how that's going to keep going for him, but I think he is definitely primed to be that guy to take mm-hmm. over the role from LeBron James as the face of the NBA in about five years. You're talking about Steph Curry? No. Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis. Really? You think he's going to be the face? That's what I've been talking about. Yeah. Okay. I Because you mentioned just, if I think face of the franchise, you think Steph Curry. Maybe nope. I'm going more into face of the league. You're thinking face of right that, now. Yeah, okay. I'm saying in five years when LeBron is done or on his way out, you know. Because that's coming sooner rather than later. Back burner. Well, yeah. I mean, as the hairline goes back. It, it's, a, back it's a receding further. clock. <laughs> I like what you did there. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Anthony Davis is the next guy to step in. But let's go from, we talked about kind of the Clippers a little bit because of DeAndre Jordan leaving. Yeah. Before we get to LA, last thing I'll ask you about that is what do the Clippers do from here? I mean, what does Doc Rivers do? How do you replace DeAndre? Panic Jordan? button. Just I mean, panic button? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you traded for arguably one of the oh, I'm going to say clutchest uh, shooters ever not clutchest shooters I'm going to say a <laughs> a locker room problem because Charlotte brought him in thinking he was going to do oh, well oh yeah, you're discussing Lance him Stevenson. I was thinking Paul Pierce no I was thinking Lance Stevenson well they first. brought them both in yeah well, uh, to, to, to even each other out a little bit <laughs> I don't know if that I don't know if you can even out Lance Stevenson he is the a blow lo- he, blow yeah that was phenomenal <laughs> he, he's a locker room menace and the shot selection is god-awful. And when you just watch him play, you're like, I can't tell if he's just screwing with us because he can or if he legitimately <laughs> like he thinks wa- he can make those shots. Yeah, like he wants to be like, yeah, I can do it. No, he just Like all the confidence in the world. But yeah. It's kind of like that guy in the bar. Dude, can totally get that shit. Kind of like J.R. Smith what? at the end of uh, the last <laughs> game of the finals. He's just like, you know what? We're not out of this. I'm just going to jack up threes. And I'm- they're like, do your thing. And then all of a sudden he starts making them and make it, and you start believing in him a little bit and you're horrified because this guy is actually telling the truth. It's like, oh, so that's what you can do if you take yourself seriously. I still think that, and this is the main reason why the Lance Stevenson deal to me when that happened yeah. was the main reason why I said to myself, and I, a lot of people around the sports world agree with me, that's why the Clippers will never take over LA. They will never just surpass Showtime. The Lakers could lose every freaking game, but L.A. will love the Lakers. L.A. will always be a Laker town. Probably. And, yeah, it, it's a lot to do with their Clipper, history. Clippers could win the finals and it'd still be a Laker uh, town. I think Clippers winning the finals would eclipse for about a year or two, and then it'd go back to a Lakers town. Okay, Fairweather fans would. Yeah, yeah. It, it kinda, gonna, it's kind of like when the White Sox won the World Series. A few Cubs fans uh, yeah, went over and then came did. back by now because Chris Bryant's back. Yeah, absolutely. You so guys, it'd, be, so it'd be just uh, like you know, that in the dream and yeah. whatnot, and you guys maybe win a World <laughs> Series in the next hundred years So again. it'd be like that in L.A. Yeah, sure. What do you think, though? You're a Laker boy. Well, Lakers your B team. Bulls are your A team. What do you think of the Roy Hibbert thing? Uh, I know it's like a plan. E F G H I J K. And at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It's not that bad of an option. Because look at your other options. You can re-sign Jordan Hill. Uh, No, we don't want to do that because you already told him you don't want to. You don't want him. You could have re-signed him. You're like, nah, he he ain't worth it. And then you got David Lee, who can't play defense. And you're already concerned because Clarkson down there, defense is a concern. So if you had Clarkson and David Lee, no. No, that's a, let's not let everybody walk past them and just lay it in. Uh, so let's be honest. You're, you're left with a lack of a big down low. 
obviously they didn't win out on Aldridge because they need him to play center. You can't. He doesn't want to. He just didn't want to play center. So he's like, screw it. Not going there. So Hibbert being a true big. Yeah, he'll clog some space. He's a big guy. He may not crumble back to the horrible state he was in the playoffs. And honestly, the horrible state he was this past season where I thought I thought a Hibbert trade was going to happen way before this point. Yeah, I thought trade deadline during the season. Yeah, it was it was a bit surprised and then he stuck around. But you know what? I think there's still something we salvaged from him. He's a big he's healthy, which is rare for a big of his size, his weight, his strength. Right now, he's doing okay. So I think it's a smart sign by them if they can pull it off. I assume they can. Well, right now, I'm looking at Yahoo Sports. And the big thing, the big thing that's holding this deal up, by the time you're probably listening to this, this will be finalized because it's probably going to happen today. That's my prediction. It's going to happen on Sunday, maybe Monday morning. But like, I'm going to just read the Yahoo article, this one paragraph. The final hurdle in the deal centers on the 15% trade kicker that activates with Hibbert and his $15.5 million salary for this upcoming year moving to LA. Lakers have the salary cap to take on that extra 15%, which would be about $2.3 million. However, they're LA being LA, they're like, oh, we could take it on, but uh, I want to I have some more cap space to do some other things because we lost out on LaMarcus A., that's what they're trying to do. And I mean, it's a smart move. Yep. That's, but are they uh, going to be able to come up with a creative way to not take on all the cap from that 15% the trade kicker? I think they'll figure it out. And you know what? You know, they also picked up Lou Williams. I, I think that is an interesting pickup. And honestly, it's a bit surprising the Raptors let him go. He was instant offense for them, and he's a guy who actually I wish went to Chicago as our backup point guard of the year. We don't have that much money, I don't think. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being like yeah. seven or eight mil somewhere in that range a year. Um, no, he. It, it's very surprising that the Raptors did not uh, go up against that, but you know what? LA will figure out. Money will happen. You know, they're not like Dan Gilbert and they're not just going to drop, you know, 200 million in uh, bonus taxes to the league. Yeah, it's not going to be like, like you said, Dan Gilbert. Well, he's going to play, I think Windhorse on ESPN said Gilbert's going to pay more in luxury tax than some of the like biggest payrolls oh, absolutely. in the NBA. Absolutely. But you made this joke before we actually hit the report, record button was Lakers. Lou Williams, Swaggy P, what are they trying to do to Kobe out there? Yeah. Trying to make his last season hell before he, uh, Derek Jeters and rides off into the it's sunset? It's going to be interesting with Kobe out there. <laughs> uh, no, I think Lou Williams is a great player. Uh, I'm really, really interested to see the Lakers play this year because I think they're going to end up winning probably about 35 games. You know, they're not going to be super successful. They're not going to be awful. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? If they get... If they get Hibbert in there and depending on development of Russell, I think they might be able to breach that 41 mark, which if, if they're in the East, that's a playoff spot easily. But you get, uh, they're, you they're think in the West, about, unfortunately. Uh, think about Hibbert. Yep. They got Randall coming back. He was injured last year. Oh, I know. Then it's, you have Jordan Clarkson, who played well last year. It'll be an interesting Swaggy team. Swaggy P, Lou Williams. I think the no Lakers. No Jalen, though. No Jalen. Jalen, actually, out. Dallas has their... Uh, their sights, their sniper that sights. That makes sense. Set on Jeremy Lin. You were saying you were hoping the Bulls went yeah. after Jay Lin. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm still waiting for us to pick up that backup, but you know what? 
I, I don't really expect the Bulls to pull a trigger on anything at this point. We're just kind of playing the wait and see game and well, we'll our, pick up the scraps. Our biggest thing was get Butler. And, and we guess did. what? We got Butler. And for me, that, I mean, he deserves max money. Butler deserves it. Don't get me wrong. I think we're just However, watching some summer ball right now. <laughs> what, the Bulls? Yeah. Because, I mean, McDermott's going to get some more minutes. Tony Snell's going to get more minutes. Let's see what this, you like him, I don't, Bobby Portis exactly. draft. You got to see if he's worth it, because if not, you know. Should have taken uh, Tyus Jones oh or my God. Back RJ on that Hunter. Again. No, that was or, last week, man. We got we to move on. I know, I know. It's just, if he doesn't perform, that's what I am going to come out and say. Fair enough. However, the Jimmy Butler deal, I mean, all Bulls fans were kind of like, whew, thank God. Absolutely. Thank God that happened. Absolutely. But now to we're going to stay in the Central Division a little bit, move over from the Bulls. We got two deals happening for rival teams of the Bulls. Milwaukee Bucks this is a deal that you really wanted to talk about, Dave. Greg Monroe, three-year, $50 million deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. But we also had Monta Ellis, four-year deal, $44 million to Indiana. Yeah, Greg Monroe was kind of a shocker because... You think it's like, wait, 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 did you go to a big team? No, he didn't. Everybody was like, oh, him in New York would be great. No, he didn't uh, Didn't follow through on that. But you know what? I like the move. His, def- his weakness was athleticism around the net. And you know what? They got the Greek freak for that. So that is a scary, scary big combo. I think that's that's just the theme this year. Between Aldridge and Duncan, and now you got these two together. It's uh, I like it. So you know, it's a young more, roster. We're moving more towards the just big. This has been a bigs kind of free agency, and the one thing I think of with the Bucks is they've got the Greek freak. They've got Mark Michael Carter Williams. They've got Jabari Parker. They got Grievous Vasquez. Now you add Greg Monroe to that. Plus, they drafted Rashad Vaughn, who out of UNLV, I would have taken R.J. Hunter over him, but still a three-point shooter yep. that they're adding to this team. That's an exciting young roster. J-Kid might be able to be a good coach with this team. Honestly, it's like, hey, it's, it's hey, a little Brooklyn, bit of fear. Hey, Brooklyn, this is how you treat your coaches. Well, here's the thing. This is a team that we beat out barely because they couldn't score the ball. Barely. That game six where we blew them okay. out of the gym. We ran them out of the gym. Okay. Yeah, they didn't have Jabari, but we ran them out of the gym. Yeah, there was, there was a difference between that and, and the previous three games where it was like throwing shit at your TV while you're screaming. Like, bullshit, Cole. That's harsh. Like, I lost don't my worry, shit during that Don't worry, that it got worse during the camp series. Oh my God, the refs are blind. Jesus Christ. LeBron cry harder. Time out. Don't even. But no, they were a competitive team without the possible rookie of the year, Jabari mm-hmm. Parker. He definitely showed some flares uh, when he was healthy. and We had two guys last year that could have been Rookie of the Years in Julius Randle and Jabari Parker go down with injuries, and they're both going to be back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Andrew Wiggins. Oh, he deserved he it. He deserved it. He was the best rookie this season, but Jabari Parker and Julius Randle might have gave him a run for his money. More Parker than Randle, but you, you get what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, no, I, I really like this young roster. I like the move by Monroe. I think it's smart. Are you scared as a Bulls fan? A little bit. A little bit? Because, uh, you know, we got Noah. <laughs> Joakim. Yeah, Joakim. The man who can't hit the side of a fucking farmhouse. Joakim. Like, from a foot away. Him and his two-handed shots. Do you think uh, we that the Bucks make a serious run to win the division? 
I think they do. Over the Cavs? I think they're I think they'll be a, I think they'll be a 3. Will they jump us at least? Yeah. Really? I do think that. You think that. they'll be a higher seed than us, the Bulls? I do. Wow, I can't believe it. But before, I really fear for our big the, <laughs> the, the lack thereof. Oh, that's why we should have drafted a fucking point guard. <sighs> Don't get me started, Dave. Whatever, but man. Before we go to a segment, a first ever on the Fast Break podcast, obviously, cuz this is the first Fast Break podcast. Dave well, made, we could predate last yeah, week's, but we you know. could. Dave made a segment that we're going to do in a little bit called Swish or Brick. But before we get to that, Dave, there's one thing, one last thing we got to talk about. We're going to mention some Cavaliers who re-signed in Swish or Brick. But however, the Cavaliers right now, sources say they're looking to trade for the Nets' Joe Johnson. Yeah, it's a bold move because to me, I go, why? money? Well, first I go, why? Because... Is he going to be able to play well, gel well with LeBron? Because what was the biggest deal with Joe Johnson in Brooklyn? Jacks up too many threes. Oh, well, you know what? JR does that. So I guess, okay. Proven wrong. Right on the spot. Yeah. And he's also bigger, but it's but like. But he also comes as a seven-time All-Star. I I just don't get, I just don't know. Like He's I made can, the big shots. I can see like, okay, I can. Like this, you think I'm trying to process this day, but I think about that starting lineup: Kyrie Irving, K Love, LeBron, Tristan Thompson, and Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. That is a sick starting lineup. That wins the East. I just see, and I just don't think Joe Johnson is the answer. I, but I do think, and this is what I was telling you last night. You need night someone who can out. carry the offense reliably. Well, not just Joe Johnson that. can do that. Not just that. Well, that, that you need you need something different because the whole thing with LeBron and why he isn't signed yet is oh, I want to make sure my guys are taken care of, like Tristan, Tristan Thompson. Yep. You have Ke- Kevin Love. Make sure my guys are back. And my biggest thing was, okay, you're going to bring back the same roster. You're just going to hope no injuries happen. Absolutely. Because, I mean, no matter what happens, even when you win a championship, we know this, Yep. being in the city of Chicago and watching what happens with the Blackhawks every time we gotta win reload. a cup, You got to reload. It's just players that you hold near and dear. What happened to the Blackhawks this offseason would be like if the Cavs won the finals and then just traded Matthew Dellavedova. That's basically what happened. In Chicago this year, a player I feel like that everyone Dally loved. A lot of love. Yeah, well, I I, feel I needed somebody to compare him Tristan with Tristan Thompson. Okay, Tristan Thompson. Let's do that. He was a beast. But Delavadova showed up huge in the playoffs. That's why for I about, made that for about two games until the Warriors figured him out. Because you know Delavadova shut down you know, oh, Curry. Oh, don't give me that. He, he shut down Curry. Delavadova basically had the greatest <gasps> defensive performance in an NBA Finals. To shut down the MVP of the league. And, okay, Steve, oh okay, Stephen A and Skip. <laughs> Stephen A and Skip, everybody, in one person. But uh, it's awful. I just, you need something different. This is a something different from the Cats. Yeah. And You've got to have something. Can, he can jumpstart his own offense. He can do. LeBron can do that too. But LeBron. But that's the thing. LeBron can't play 48 minutes for an entire series. Here's the thing. Is this also the Cats saying, hey, what if K-Love gets injured? We don't have a post presence. If we have Joe Johnson, then LeBron can play in the post, which LeBron can play anywhere. Absolutely, and can. Joe Johnson being, keeps the floor stretched. Yeah, he can play the outside. Yeah, you don't so gotta worry about having Amon Shumpert out there looking like an idiot <laughs> with with that high with, with that, that high fade, with the high fade, the Grant 
almost going with the Grant Hill. Oh yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna start this segment. Dave came up with it called Swish or Brick. And here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna throw out some free agents that we haven't talked about it. If we like what it is, we say it's a swish. Obviously, if we don't, it's a brick. And I think the first one we gotta come up with is Rajon Rondo of the Kings. One year deal worth ten million dollars to the Sacramento Kings. Swisher Swisher Brick, Dave. I think this is going to be a brick. Rondo doesn't seem to have it together anymore. I think Doc Rivers really kept him in check in um, Boston. Boston. And, you know, he had the experienced older players around him. He also had KG and Paul that, Pierce to keep him in check, That would too. be the yeah. experienced older players around him that I previously just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cutting you off That's a cool. little bit. But. That's cool, asshole. But in the locker room... He just seems to tear down everyone around him. He made Dallas a horrible experience for not only him, his coach, but his teammates too. Nobody wanted to play with him. Nobody wanted to be around him. Don't forget Boston. When Doc and left and KG and that's Paul true. Pierce were gone. That's true. There's a reason that Boston traded away the, uh, the heart of their offense or, or the team actually and Rondo. And they're like, mm, you know what? We should probably rebuild. And he's like, what about me? And they're like, mm, you're not the right direction. That's basically what it is. So this Kings roster is just weird because, like I said, they, they don't have a lot of stable pieces. They're just bringing everybody off the free agency board. Like, hey, you 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 want a couple of mil? Come on. We'll get you over here. We'll get <laughs> well, you some minutes. And I get it. because It's a the- redeeming moment for him. He has a chance to make things better and go earn that paycheck down the line. But I don't think he's going to do it. See, and this is the thing with me with... I kind of want to say it's a swish only because of it. You kind of think of the Rondo that we used to know, the one that was in check and what he can be. However, the Kings is not a good situation. You got, yeah, you got George Carl who's worked with Ty Lawson and can work with a point guard, but you already got dysfunction with Vlade saying you can't trade DeMarcus, George Carl. I want to trade DeMarcus. Yeah. Let me trade DeMarcus. And you already have, and that's not going to be good. Just the cousins to Carl friction yep. is not good for a player like Rondo. No. Because he will just destroy a locker room. If, if by some chance Rondo does play well, you get a bargain on this guy who is a defensive presence at point guard. And you're going to be playing against some top tier point guards over there. So. There is that sliver of upside coming out of it that, hey, you got somebody who legitimately can shut down any point guard in the league right now. Rajon Rondo has to do one thing this year in order for this to be a decent deal. He has to do better than Emmanuel Moutier. Because remember at the draft, Kings right before the Nuggets? Yep. Oh, they can go to Emmanuel Moutier, have a great point guard, a rookie point guard, and they go at Willie Cauley-Stein. And everyone's like, what are you doing, Vlad? Like, Kings fans are like, what are you doing, Vlade? Absolutely. What are you doing? Well, yeah, now you bring in Rondo, but is he going to be Is he gonna be as good as just if you just drafted Moutier? Exactly. I, I don't think he is. I think Moutier would have been a phenomenal mm-hmm. pickup at the spot. I don't think you really need Kali Stein because I don't think he's going to bloom into the same player that they think he will. I'm going to throw in a second Kings one for you. Marco Bellinelli, three-year, $19 million deal. Brick. Brick. You Brick. Know, you'll think Bellinelli's got what he had in he's a, San Antonio he's a with bench the Bulls. player, and he's not getting any better. He's he's older. Yes, he's got some of that 
veteran swagger. He's a Euro, so he's got a good shot still. But Euros worked with the Spurs. But but I don't know how it's going to work with uh, the Kings and George Carl. He'll still put up okay numbers. It's just, it's not a great move for them, and I don't see it fixing any of their problems. I got a twofer for you, staying in the Western Conference. All right. Brandon Knight, five-year, $70 million deal with the Suns. Tyson Chandler, four-year, $52 million with the Suns. Absolute swish. Both of them? This is a team that has been stuck in NBA purgatory, NBA held <laughs> basically, for the last 10 years. They have yet to make that move forward or backwards We were actually on the primetime podcast exactly. like a month ago talking about their coach maybe saying, eh, is it time to go back to college, maybe coach uh, some Iowa State? Exactly. Like, this he, is a team that has just lived mediocrity which is the worst thing you can do in the NBA. So I think they're not finally... bad enough to get the high picks. Exactly. They just keep getting average players. And then they unloaded last season. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, Dragic gone. Uh, who'd they get rid of the uh, Celtics too? Um, they, they dumped talent. Yeah. And it was just like, well, why, 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 why? And now they go out to get Brandon Knight, to get Chandler. I mean, Chandler's probably not worth the money, but you needed to get a big down low. Brandon Knight's got talent, and he absolutely will be a star on this team. I think it's a great start, and I hope they continue to build up and don't sell the farm again out from under them. They need to make that forward motion. Seriously. Yet again, I'm I'm saying swish all because, I mean, Brandon Knight, I love him. Tyson Chandler, you need a quality big. Of course, Dallas made the upgrade of, okay, Chandler, we're going to let you walk. We're going to bring Jordan in, yep. who's an upgrade from you. The next one, though, I'm hoping that we would disagree here, but I don't think we're going to. This is a twofer as well. With the Knicks, you got Aaron Afalo, two-year, $16 million deal, and Robin Lopez with the Knicks as well, four-year, 54. I love this. It's a swish. I mean, you bring in, you say poor Zingas. Oh, he needs about a year or two. To come into himself. Okay, bring Robin Lopez in. He can play behind him. Doesn't need to start every game. Well, he's, well, got, he's, he's going to start. start he's just he's not going to play center. He's fourth overall, but he can learn from Robin Lopez. You bring in a follow who did good things with the Magic and the Nuggets. And this is a team slowly. They also bring in who the guy who was supposed to be a good top-tier pick coming out of Arizona. But fizzled out a little bit, trying to prove himself. Derek Williams, a two-year, $10 million deal. He's getting $5 million a year, Dave. It's a bargain. It's a bargain if he can do anything. And you know what? There is still hope for him out there. But I, I agree with you. This is a swish. Um, the roster's starting to form. You're starting to get an idea of what Phil Jackson can mm-hmm. do with this team. There's a lot of question marks still about depth on that roster because you know they really had nobody. But I think this is a good start. I think they'll, I mean, they won't be the worst team in NBA history again. So there's that going for them. There you go, New York. I think a couple more swishes that we're going to have is Kevin Love, five-year, $110 million with the Cavs. Well, I mean, from Kevin Love's point of view, it's brick, but, but you know. It's uh, <laughs> it's a brick to yeah. be on the Cavs? Yeah, you're on the Cavs. I mean, how happy can you be in Cleveland? <laughs> Winter, it, really? It's better than getting traded, the possibility of getting traded to Boston for the guy who broke your arm. Yeah, that was dirty. <laughs> that was dirty. Another one, Draymond Green, five-year, $85 million. Total swish. It makes sense to keep the guy around. He thought about it. He's like, maybe more money elsewhere. And then he's like, mm, you know what? I like winning. Here are two bricks from me. You ready for this? Yep. Omira Sheik, 
five years, $60 million with the Pelicans. Yeah. I feel I, that, I money, agree with you. that money could be spent wisely otherwise. And I'm not just bashing Omir no, because he, he cost us that playoff series against the 76ers. Yeah. I'm living in the past, Dave. I'm yeah. living in the past. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Costanza. <sighs> but uh, no, I think it's me. over. I think, I think we're just at a point where people are overpaying and there's no real stopping it because of the way the NBA contracts are structured. There needs to be a change to that, and then we will we'll stop getting these ridiculous contracts. I'm going to give you another one, and this one's going to hit close to home. All right. Three-year, $14.4 million deal, Dunleavy to the Bulls. Brick. Mm, I would have let him brick. walk for really? that money. Really? Yeah. I would have. I see that contract, and I I love Dunleavy. Don't get me wrong. We yep. talked about him yep. in re, like recent podcasts where he's the type of guy where if he's not on your team, you hate him. Yeah. And if he's on your team, you love him. There was talks that the Cavaliers were going to try to pursue him where I was like, no, I can't hate you hmm. like I hate Della Vadova because having both of them on the Cavaliers would just, I don't know if I have that much hate in my yeah, heart, Dave. Absolutely. I understand. But I see that three-year 14.4 and I go, couldn't we find a point guard? Just anybody? Yeah. Anybody no, that, out there? That screams of overpaying and then... Lack of confidence in your uh, younger players being uh, McDermott and Snell. Because Dunleavy's getting old. I love Dunleavy. I can't say that enough. He's He brings three-point shooting, and that's one thing. Right. He came in when we got rid of Kyle Korver. Yep. That was one thing that he was supposed to replace, plus he could play defense. However, that 14, I'm going to stick to that 14.4 for an older, older player. It's just too much, but you know what? Is he going to last three years? <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Like but quality, we got to figure years. out if either of those younger guys can fill in as our three point man. If they can't, you know, it's money well spent. Snell was supposed to be it. Dougie McDermott was supposed to be a three point player, but Thibodeau never played him. Exactly, that's the Thibodeau problem. Thibodeau. We got to wait and see on these guys, so we have to pay up the money today. How about two rocket ones? Patrick Beverly, four year, twenty five million dollar, and Corey Brewer. Three-year, $24 million deal, both Rockets. Yeah, it made sense to go with that. Honestly, this Rockets team wasn't that far off. And if it weren't for probably Beverly being injured last year, they would have had a good chance against uh, actually going all the way, let's be honest. With Dwight and Beverly and, yeah, no, Harden. That, That is a very good three right there. I think that that team has everything it takes. It's going to be an extremely competitive West. Unless I don't think, they run into the yeah. Warriors again. Well, no, I think with Beverly, they would have stood a better chance. Absolutely. I don't think there's any arguing. You know what I can't help but think, and this kind of goes back to the last deal, the brick from Chicago that I talked about. Yep. i rather take Dunleavy, say, get out of town, and give Corey Brewer $10 million more to come back. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, w- I would be fine with the Bulls giving three-year $24 million to have Corey Brewer is our backup. With the draft pick that we took, hmm. with the team we have set, because like you said, I'm confident that Snell and McDermott, McDermott can step in. We need that backup point guard. And with, with my thought on the Rockets, it's a swish as well. To me, the Rockets are they're the second-best team in the West. And I think wow. that I still think that this year it's going to come down to well, this year's a little different because of Lamarcus A. Three teams are gonna come. They're gonna be in the end. My pick for the Western Conference Finals. It's gonna be two out of these three: Golden State, Houston, or San Antonio. Yeah, two yeah. of them. Two of them get to fight for the greatest prize, and we'll probably play the Cavs in the finals. 
Yeah, they've all done a really good job this offseason. Got to give them credit. Is there any team, do you think, that can Miami? I mean, they brought back Dragic and D. Wade. They have Justice Winslow, who everyone's staying in. The There's a lot of, of the hope draft. there, but it's it's still going into the buzzsaw that is LeBron James. Could you imagine a LeBron-Miami NBA like Eastern, Eastern Conference, Conference Finals? Finals? I'm not saying LeBron, because we were going to bring this up. Well, I guess this is a good time to how bad the internet would just break. If yeah. LeBron left Cleveland, like they bring back love, they bring back Shumpert, they bring back all these guys. And he just but walks. because of one thing they go, he goes, nah, I'm outie. He just walked. That would be phenomenal. And it would break so much. You know, it'd be great. The balance of power is just gone. They bring back everything. He goes, okay, I'm ready to sign this deal, but I want one more thing. You got to get rid of Blatt. And they say no. And he goes, okay, I'm gone. Yeah, no, they would drop Blatt. They would like, drop LeBron. How would, you, how would you like to be the coach of the team? Player too? coach. How would you like to be the player coach? He already is. <laughs> but, already is. But that's going to do it for the first ever episode of the Fast Break Podcast. This is where you guys come in. You guys tell us down below what you think of all the free agent deals that we talked about today. I want you guys, if you like the podcast, hit the like button. It really helps us out. If you loved it, hit that subscribe button so you can tune into the Fast Break you can tune into the Onside Kick, the Primetime Podcast, everything that we have going on here at Most Valuable Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Dave, you don't have a Twitter because he ain't that cool. You can follow Most Valuable Podcast on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.